Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and 2022 starts the third year of this podcast and corresponding blog. I go through the Bible chapter by chapter, guiding you, even if you've never read the Bible before. Right now, I'm going through the Old Testament prophets, revealing how Bible prophecies that were written 700 years before Christ predict not just what was going to happen back then, but what happened when Jesus came. They even predict the end times and last days that are coming true right now. I pray that as you hear God's word, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Hey, new year, new life. Let's dig in. Ezekiel 28, the judgment of God on pride, a king, and Lucifer. Yesterday, I took a break from Ezekiel to read the book of Esther for Purim. And if you missed it, you can uh, either you know, go back a day in the podcast or click on over my blog and uh, view the video. Um, today, we return to Ezekiel's prophecies. The chapter begins with a prophecy for the king of Tyre. Then it takes an interesting turn into a biography of Lucifer and a prophecy of his fall from heaven. Let's dig in. Ezekiel 28, a message for Tyre's king. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, give the prince of Tyre this message from the sovereign Lord. In your great pride, you claim I am a god. I sit on a divine throne in the heart of the sea. But you are only a man and not a god. Though you boast that you are a god, you regard yourself as wiser than Daniel and think no secret is hidden from you. If your wisdom and understanding, um, with your wisdom and understanding, you have amassed great wealth, gold and silver for your treasuries. Yes, your wisdom has made you very rich and your riches have made you very proud. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, because you think you are as wise as a god, I will now bring against you a foreign army, the terror of the nations. They will draw their swords against your marvelous wisdom and defile your splendor. They will bring you down to the pit and you will die in the heart of the sea, pierced with many wounds. Will you then boast, I am a god? To those who kill you, to them you will be no god, but merely a man. You will die like an outcast at the hands of foreigners. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Verse 11. Then this further message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, sing this funeral song for the king of Tyre. Give him this message from the sovereign Lord. You were the model of perfection, full of wisdom and exquisite in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Your clothing was adorned with every precious stone, red carnelian, pale green peridot, white moonstone, blue-green beryl, onyx, green jasper, blue lapis lazuli, turquoise and emerald, all beautifully crafted for you and set in the finest gold. They were given to you on the day you were created. I ordained and anointed you as the mighty angelic guardian. You had access to the holy mountain of God and walked among the stones of fire. 
You were blameless in all you did from the day you were created until the day evil was found in you. Your rich commerce led you to violence and you sinned, so I banished you in disgrace from the mountain of God. I expelled you, O mighty guardian, from your place among the stones of fire. Your heart was filled with pride because of all your beauty. Your wisdom was corrupted by your love of splendor. So I threw you to the ground and exposed you to the curious gaze of kings. You defiled your sanctuaries with your many sins and your dishonest trade. So I brought fire out from within you and it consumed you. I reduced you to ashes on the ground in the sight of all who were watching and all who knew you are appalled at your fate. You have come to a terrible end and you will exist no more. A message for Sidon. Then another message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, turn and face the city of Sidon and prophesy against it. Give the people of Sidon this message from the sovereign Lord. I am your enemy, O Sidon, and I will reveal my glory by what I do to you. When I bring judgment against you and reveal my holiness among you, everyone watching will know that I am the Lord. I will send a plague against you and blood will be spilled in your streets. The attack will come from every direction and your people will lie slaughtered within your walls. Then everyone will know that I am the Lord. No longer will Israel's scornful neighbors pick and tear at her like briars and thorns. For then they will know that I am the sovereign Lord. Restoration for Israel, verse 25. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. The people of Israel will again live in their own land and the land I have given my servant Jacob. For I will gather them from the distant lands where I have scattered them. I will reveal to the nations of the world my holiness among my people. They will live safely in Israel and build homes and plant vineyards. And when I punish the neighboring nations that treated them with contempt, they will know that I am the Lord, their God. And that ends Ezekiel 28. Well, there's a lot to ponder here. Tyre's king, circa 586 BC, was Ithobal Third, and that's spelled I-T-H-O-B-A-A-L. Well, B-A-A-L, that is the, the, the fake king, Baal. Um, and in Hebrew, it's Ethbaal, E-T-H-B-A-A-L. Well, by the way, Isabel I was Queen Jezebel's father. Remember, Queen Jezebel was um, the, um, was it Asa? King Ahab. I forgot. Uh, (laughs) It's been a long day. Well, in any rate, this bloodline was anything but humble and pious. But you can read all about Jezebel. I've done, um, so I've got um, uh, an article on who was Jezebel. Um, So God calls out the arrogance of a king who thought himself divine. Throughout history, there have been leaders and rulers who considered themselves divine and wished to be worshipped as such. You have pharaohs, Caesars, Hitler, and that will be the way with the future Antichrist. And we, can't, uh, we can say there is a God, but we cannot say we are like him. Therefore, we should always humble ourselves and strive to be Christ-like. That's sanctification. 
um, be holy like he is holy. Imperfect as we humans are, we will never be like God. We will, however, be transformed when he calls us up to where he is. And that's the rapture, and that can happen any moment now. If you want to know more about that, click on over to my blog. Apparently, Daniel's wisdom was renowned throughout the area, and we will meet him in a few days. So subscribe so you don't miss out. And then starting in verse 11, God stops talking about an earthly being and refers to Satan himself. We get a little behind-the-scenes history regarding Satan's or Lucifer's fall from heaven. This is depicted also in Isaiah 14, Revelation 12, and even Jesus speaks of it when the 72 disciples return from a successful evangelizing trip. And that is in Luke 10, starting in verse 8. Um, And it reads, yes, he told them, Jesus, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you, but don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Is your name registered in heaven? Eden is where pride began. When Satan the tempter convinced Eve that if she eats the forbidden fruit, she would be like God. Pride was born. Pride is of the devil. So Lucifer, Satan, the devil, whatever you wish to call him, started out as an angel of light, the model of perfection. Pastor Sandy Adams explains, Obviously, and I quote, God is no longer speaking of the king of Tyre. Um, Ethelbal III never graced the Garden of Eden. After Adam and Eve sinned, God drove man out of the garden and placed a flaming sword to block its entrance. Other than God, only three people walked in the Garden of Eden, Adam, Eve, and the tempter. It's interesting that Lucifer was in the Garden of Eden. It could be that one of his jobs was to till the garden. Perhaps he had a dominion over the earth at one time. But when God created man, that dominion was taken from Lucifer and given to the man. For that reason, or for other reasons, Lucifer became jealous of the humans God created and wanted to take back the dominion he once had. He concocted a plot to steal their dominion. Remember, Lucifer was called the object of perfection. When he saw man take over his seat of dominion, when he realized he would be serving the man, that one, that one day this man would judge angels, even him, he couldn't stand the thought of being submissive to these creatures made from the dirt. So he rebelled against God. His goal was to steal man's dominion and end up destroying him. Sadly, due to pride, Lucifer's strategy changed from giving God glory to stealing worship from him. In the Gospels, Satan promised Jesus all the kingdoms of the earth if he wanted to bow down and worship him right then and there. In Revelation 13, the Antichrist blackmails the world into worshiping Satan. Now, Satan's goal is now is to garner worship for himself. And this is why Satan and his ugly hordes go nuts. They come unglued. They clutch their pointed ears when they hear God worshipped. Our praise and worship of God are like fingernails scraping a blackboard to the devil and his demons. 
If you want to torment the tormentor, then worship God. Sing, magnify, and praise his name. As we glorify God, our praise uncovers the devil's lies and reminds him of his inferiority and exposes him as an imposter. Like a high-pitched siren, God... I'm sorry, like a high-pitched siren, the devil can't concentrate on his diabolical deeds when we praise God. The devil grows confused and disoriented in the sound of our praise. All he wants to do is escape earshot. Again, that's from Pastor Sandy Adams. If you want to click on over to my blog, and um, actually I recommend that you click on over to my blog and listen to his um, sermon on this. It was It's way longer than what I featured here, but it's really interesting. So let's be clear. Satan is a created being. Lucifer is not God's equal. The devil is not Jesus's brother. That's actually what Jehovah's Witnesses erroneously believe. <sighs> Unbelievable. He was full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. When pride was found in Satan's heart, he was kicked out of heaven. Israel's restoration. Finally, Ezekiel ends the chapter with a promise for Israel. God will gather them from all the nations. He's doing that now. And Pastor Sandy Adam comments, and I quote, there are still more Jews who live outside of Israel than within her borders. Of the top 10 cities with the largest Jewish population, only four are in Israel. That's Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, Haifa, and Beersheba. Five are in the U.S. That's New York, Los Angeles, Miami or South Florida, um, Chicago and Philadelphia, and the other is Paris. But one day God will gather the Jews from the ends of the earth and will set them apart from the Gentiles. And we'll go deeper into that prophecy in a few chapters. Again, that was from Pastor Sandy Adams. As God told Abram in Genesis 12, 3, he said, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. The choice is yours. Where you spend eternity is your choice to make now while you're still alive and coherent. You can either go to hell with Lucifer or heaven with Jesus. So, um, and if you're not sure where you'd like to be, like hell with Lucifer is not going to be, you know, party hardy time. No, 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 no. Um, uh, and I did um, an article on that. You can click on my blog, click on the word hell, and you'll see that hell is for real. And what's important is if you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way, non-stop ticket to heaven after you die, or, um, and, or that you won't be left behind at the rapture, which can happen at any moment, this is what you have to do. Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. And in the bottom of today's blog, I embedded not one, not two, but three worship videos because we want to just totally piss off Satan here. So we've got God's Not Dead by the Newsboys, The Battle Belongs to the Lord by Phil Wickham, and The Days of Elijah by Robin Mark. They're some of my favorite praise and worship songs. And soli deo gloria, to God alone be the glory.
Are you a born-again Christian with Catholic friends or family members? Have you struggled with how to bring up the truth of Jesus' salvation? I had the same problem, so I put together a free ebook, The Catholic Mission Field in Our Backyards. It's a guide to help you start the conversation and plant the seed that will get them thinking, am I missing something? Check it out. It's a free download on my website. You'll find the link in the show notes. Oh, please, let me know if it helped you. If you're a born-again believer helping a Catholic friend or family member start reading the Bible, it's a great idea to give them one. But which version or translation would be a good one for them? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English. And I know many evangelical Christians are very much attached to the King James Version. That's fine if that's what you grew up with. Remember, Catholics have grown up with priests and nuns telling them they don't need to read the Bible. All they have to do is trust the church to teach them what they need to know, only they don't, and that's the problem. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and thous and stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the new international version or the NIV, and that was the best for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New King James Version or NKJV and the New Living Translation, the NLT. I'm now an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors, and I've chosen three study Bibles that will be a great gift for that Catholic or progressive friend whom you'd like to help get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. They are also a great, they're also great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. And by the way, all commissions will be donated to one or more of the Bible translating ministries listed on my site. So give the gift of the word of God and help spread the word while you're at it. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready?
Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.